Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Stories. It's on the front page of Drudge. It's all over the place. And we will get to the fruit of Mussolini's loins, Nipples Cuomo and his dumbbell brother. I promise we're going to get to that. But for just a moment, I was really kind of thinking about everything we've faced over the last week, specifically the last 48 hours, as you hear New York mandating the vaccine and all of this fraud and fascism that we now accept in this country. And for just a minute, what an incredible time to be alive. For generations, we've told kids and uh, discussed the idea that socialism and Marxism and communism lived in some far off place, and we sent boys to combat it and die and wars. And now we are in the year 2021 living in American fascism, American communism. Now it's just normal and now what we have to discuss is the virtue in it the virtue in the fascism is it virtuous to force people to put a chemical into their body or not this is like somewhere where in america this notion that a government that good for nothing political whores like the cuomo family and the rest of these idiots had the authority to literally say to strangers i don't care what you think oh you have the right to your opinion As long as you agree with me, I don't care what you think is your property. It's mine. And you'll shut the door when I tell you to shut the door. And you'll put the chemical in your body when I tell you to put the chemical in your body. It's really a way to teach your children. It was just an idea to be free. The reality is you are not. And you will put the mask on and you will put the chemical in your body and you will not ask questions. And above all, If you do, you will be penalized because the other stories that aren't getting much attention is that there is now a move by the Labor Department to not give you unemployment if you're fired from your job, if you refuse to put the experimental, rushed and botched so-called vaccine, which is good for nothing. And you know who admits that? The people who are selling it to you. Because if you've put that chemical in your body, it's your choice. You should be able to do what you want. I'm all for freedom. Guess what? Put the mask on like you didn't. Because here's the other news I hate to break to you. There's just as many of you with this so-called Delta variant as there are the unvaccinated. In fact, you're safe from absolutely nothing. But it's such a good idea, we're going to force other people to put it in their body. And who gets to tell me that? Steroid freaks like Chris Cuomo. And nipple-piercing, hair-sniffing molesters like his brother, Andrew. And then diapers Biden. I'd like to give him credit, but he doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, this stupid son of a gun. He's just repeating what what the blonde woman, who he thinks is his wife, tells him to repeat. He doesn't know anything. He's an idiot. And he proves it every time he opens his mouth. But here we are in, in America in the year 2021, when senators... Senators talk about the virtue of socialism, like Illinois' very own Little Dick Durbin. Now, Little Dick Durbin wanted to combat the accusation by old lady face Mitch McConnell that we are flirting with socialism. I have that cut, but who really wants to hear Mitch McConnell? Not even his shipping heiress wife wants to hear from Mitch McConnell. But Little Dick Durbin got on the Senate floor late yesterday afternoon and wanted to remind Americans, don't be afraid of socialism. Don't be afraid of Marxism and communism. After all, we already are socialist. 
And, you know, when you listen to him in that monotone voice of a guy married to a lobbyist, you realize he's got an actually very good point. Socialism. It's a label we hear a lot. It's been around a a long time. But in American politics, it's kind of applied in an unusual way. The notion that every American would pay into an insurance fund so that everyone who retired could live in basic dignity, we called it Social Security as Democrats. The Republicans called it socialism. And the Democrats and history has proven that Social Security is socialism. They've also proven it's not really an insurance policy. That was a lie. And you like it because there has been no great movement to rip out this bankrupt corrupted abuse of tax in the name of somebody else's retirement that, by the way, is riddled with fraud and scandal and bankrupt. Now he's going to spin it as if it's a good thing. When the reality is, is he right? Is he right? Is Social Security a good thing? Is it an insurance policy? Because you know what? I got a $10 bill that says 95% of the morons walk in this country have no idea what the hell it is. They just feel like they're entitled to it, and they could care less what it's taken from their lives and what it's, dis- what it's stolen from the future, because that's what socialism does. So to little Dick Durbin's point, where has been the pushback on such a socialistic policy? We pretend works, we pretend is a benefit to seniors, and I know that there are seniors out there that say, I'm living on Social Security. Yeah, but... You shouldn't have to be, and you wouldn't be if you didn't grow up and work your whole life and think, boy, I'm putting this money away, and it's mine, and it'll be there when I get there, because the whole policy is a Ponzi scheme. It doesn't work. It is a welfare program that has truly failed on every front, and the poor people who are on Social Security, and that's their only source of income, guess what? There should have been other options for them, above all, and there should be benefits for charities that want to help them to get on their feet and to have their own future. But none of that is, is Americanism anymore. We've turned over to the little Dick Durbins of the world, and this is why he gets to stand from Mount High, a man who has produced nothing in this country. His entire life he's been on the dole, from a teacher to a politician, and that's it. So he's going to talk to you about how perfect things are, and every policy he'll mention is a policy of scandal, failure, bankruptcy, and fascism. That's why if you're going to rip this out, see, I want you, this is more than Joe Biden. We're at this point of the, the spending and the taxation and turning our, over our freedoms to, to politicians in a bipartisan fashion. We, have, we do not have a Republican that stands up to this stuff. None. And that's why we're dragged around into serfdom. We're already here. This isn't the road to serfdom. We're in serfdom. And nobody gets out. It's like the Roach Motel. Do they want to remove Social Security as a socialist program? I don't know. I listen carefully as the Republican leader starts talking about the weaknesses of the Democratic philosophy. And then in the 1960s, Lyndon Bates Johnson looked around America and saw a new class of impoverished Americans growing by the day. They were our parents and grandparents. And he decided one of their biggest problems was paying for their medical expenses and their prescription drugs eventually. That's what he decided, yeah. So he proposed a federal program called Medicare. Riddled in scandal, failure, incompetence, and fraud. That's what Medicare is. It doesn't work. It is scammed billions and billions of dollars every year. They just don't talk about it. In fact... It is so easily cheated that they factor it in the budget now and they expect it to happen because it is sold under the virtue of working just like Social Security instead of what it really does. Make everything worse. But we do. We've lost the ideology to fight back at this because we've allowed the seeds of fascism and tyranny to grow so much. So we pretend we can get along with it because we don't pay attention to it. And lo and behold, 70 years, 80 years after it's created, in some cases longer, 
We just pretend that this stuff works when we hear it from this feeble fascist in the monotone voice. Boy, it does explain why his wife's got that look on her face. He sounds like a real exciting guy. But only in states like Illinois could this scoundrel even exist. But the problem is this is spread throughout the land now. And there's always the examples of these kind of fascists, these kind of failures, these kinds of frauds. So when they come out today and they say, mask mandate in New York, are you, are you surprised when they do that? I don't think you should be. It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. The key to NYC pass will be a first in the nation approach. It will require vaccination for workers and customers in indoor dining, in indoor fitness facilities, indoor entertainment facilities. Now, here's the, here's the pr- best example of fascism is this vaccine. They are ignoring the thousands, hundreds of thousands of adverse reactions to the vaccine. Ignoring it. They had a senator that came out and presented a two-hour a two-hour opportunity for people whose children have been paralyzed and they've had strokes, they've had heart attacks, and no one talks about it as they squash that information. So instead of this government, this altruistic government creating utopia in the midst of all of its failure, even for a minute thinking that this vaccine could potentially harm Americans in this country, what's their reaction? They're mandating it. So this, once again, is the opportunity to tell your children in a socialist society, you are not an individual. You are not important. You do not exist. It is movements for the masses. There are no persons. There are just people. You are not an individual. You don't matter. Billy, Sal, Ted, Joey. It doesn't matter. You're part of the the collective and you will be treated as such. And your health, your safety and your wealth is irrelevant. It's all in the name of. Of everybody. And we know it's failed. We know it has 200 years of absolute tragedy, murder, and mayhem. But here in America, we really think it's going to work. In fact, you know who tells us it's going to work? Political whores who've done nothing their entire life except enrich their wife, the lobbyist, and sell out the power of government to corporations and people who bribe them. For everyone to reach the age of 65 in America, regardless of whether they're rich or poor, boy, think about that. How about that? How about a rich man who's done what he was supposed to do as a man, has invested and become very, very wealthy, yet the poor people subsidize him with Social Security, and in some cases, Medicare. See, there's no, there's no uniqueness, there's no individuals, there's no personal circumstances there's just this and regardless of the failure and regardless of the scandal doesn't matter politicians are gods in that system regardless of the failures so this is why you're losing but it is a prime example to teach your children why you can never flirt with fascism and socialism and communism even when they call it utopia this is a prime example because the future and the present are the worst times in America. Although they're printing the most money, you've got the highest quality of life, the welfare neighborhoods they build are ghettos of despair, crime, murder, and mayhem. Yet try to solve that? No, that's not their job. Their job is to export it so that we're all in this position together. Won't it be great when instead of just having areas of ghettos, they're everywhere is a ghetto? 312-642-5600. Massachusetts County, 74% of all COVID-positive cases are among vaccinated people. It's irrelevant. doesn't matter. It's a fluke. Vaccine works. Put it in your body. See, now, when, uh, when Chris Cuomo and when yesterday, when, uh, or was it, was it yesterday that Andrew Cuomo uh, said this? And we have to spread this message or we're going to spread the virus. And we have to get in those communities and we have to knock on those doors and we have to convince people and put them in a car and drive them and get that vaccine in their arm. Show me, El Doce, you fascist that is pig. The mission. Show me, pig. And while everyone else in the country is saying, oh, boo, the sky is falling, the numbers are going up, New York is going to say, yeah. 
And that means we're going to get ourselves in gear and we're going to get the job done. It was in between molestations. I love it. I love when my fascism has that little hint of New York wannabe gangster. I even love it when it has the the HGH infested middle aged life life crisis fraud like his brother, Dumbbell Cuomo. The question becomes, as a policy perspective, is how long do you allow the majority of this country, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, South, North, the majority of every group and demographic we have have gotten vaccinated. How long do you allow them to be held hostage in states, let's say, like Florida, where, you know, you have the governor saying, yeah, I know it's breaking out. We're going the other way. Don't Fauci this. uh, My Florida, no mask mandates. I'll let the parents decide. I mean, where is that messaging going to get you? You mean like freedom? You mean like individual choice, you fascist, steroid freak pig? You? Is that what you mean? How dare you espouse freedom and liberty? The hell you think this is? America? So, I, I, you know, I think we need to be clear on messaging. And, and you've been very clear, Chris, is number one, yeah, you're get vaccinated. Vaccine, vaccines will protect you against hospitalizations and deaths. And if we could. But but I was protected anyway. After all, the Fauci flu. The mandated, manipulated, paid for, weaponized virus had an abysmal kill rate. When you think of it in the grand scheme of things, 99.5% survival rate. So I did that all without a vaccine. I did it myself. I had it. Never missed a day of work. Very proud of that. Smoked a lot of cigars, even changed a tire. Eliminate the, the incredible levels of this virus. We won't have the variants anymore. No. But number two, yeah, you will, for those people for who it. are not vaccinated, and now even for those who are vaccinated, we have to use imperfect measures, and a mask is one of them. And I was... Now, sure, we know that the virus itself is 3,000 times smaller than the mask was designed for. That's an imperfect measure. Now, put the slave plate on. Put the slave plate on. You don't have a right to your opinion or facts pretty upset about the cdc not being transparent about their data three days ago should have put the but data having out looked at it today i'm really they concerned had to cook it and, first. and i do believe- they had to manipulate the data they had to cook the data they couldn't risk that what are you nuts believe even as a vaccinated person uh, the levels of virus if you do get infected are very high and will transmit to other people masks work 50 percent of the time in preventing it 25 percent of the time for you getting it but it's something we really need to do until more people get vaccinated right i'm going to beat everyone over the head with this please get vaccinated it is the way to end this i can't believe we're going back into a summer of, of contagion like we were last summer when now we have the tools to stop it i've heard about it i've heard your speech and i have decided no what do you think now what do you think now you're going to send the cuomo boys over send them to my house go ahead i'd love it i can't wait mark in evanston land of the free evanston Evanston. yeah i want to hear some statistics about your uh the stuff you just viewed you you, you talked about 74 percent yeah why don't you use the even google machine Go ahead. And point zero zero one percent of them are going to die. Ooh, They're all going to have mild symptoms. Well, here's the good news. I think you people are fatter than me. I take my chances. Thanks, Mark, for the call. Owen in Willowbrook. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean, let me ask you something. Our president, our, I mean, our communist in chief wants to mandate vaccines. Don't you have to have an ID to get a vaccine? Wouldn't he be suppressing minorities that can't get a vaccine? I'm going to I'm gonna say, Dave, I... I I mean, Owen, luckily, I don't know if you need a, an ID. I don't I wouldn't be surprised if you, you do. don't. You, you I, do need a va- you do need an ID to get a vaccine. And if you can get an ID to get a vaccine and these poor people that can't get an ID. What about in the country? Because there's no Kinkos. What about well, those what people who are what about those? And I, and I say this because I'm sure they're fleeing hellhole communist and Marxist and socialist countries around the world, the ones that are breaking into the country that they know are not tested. In fact, in some cases, they know they're actually infected and they're airdropping them in states around the country. What about that? Is that a big deal? I don't know. Owen. Oh, oh, you don't need an ID for that. 312-642-5600. You know, during the, uh, the campaign, actually came to an agreement with the best lunch date in Washington, now our vice president, Kamala Harris. She said, I'm not taking this thing. I completely agreed with her. I ain't taking that either, Kamala. By the way, you want to go with an appetizer for lunch or you just go straight for the room service? Then when Joe Biden, diapers Biden, 
He said, how could you possibly take this? You know, Trump has been calling it warp speedy Russia. I said, for once in his dimwit political whore life, I agree with that dummy, too. Because I knew when they're rushing it, when they're paying for it, when they're giving you the fear tactics, it's going to have blowback and it's going to have failures. And I always say they think the percentage of the vaccine failure and the ramifications of the people who get sick from it, that's an acceptable number. Yet in the grand scheme of things, when you see the absolute survival rate of covid throughout the nation with a kill percentage of point zero five percent after being designed to kill. Thank God it was made in China. If this thing was made in Germany, we way up there. And then you remember the the devastation the, vac- the vaccine has had on individual lives, on parents' lives, on children's lives. Thank you, um, Senator Johnson, for the opportunity to share Maddie's story and to all of you for your willingness to listen. This isn't easy for me, and it's, this has been very clearly emotional. So I'm going to read what I've written so I don't lose track. My name is Stephanie, and this is my daughter, Maddie, and we live in Ohio. On January 20th, Maddie received her second dose of the Pfizer COVID vaccine as a participant in the clinical trial for 12 to 15 year olds. All three of our kids volunteered and were excited to participate in the trial as a way to help us all return to normal life. My husband works in the medical field and I have a degree in electrical engineering. We are pro-vaccine and pro-science, which is why we agreed to let Maddie and her two older brothers volunteer for the trial. Before Maddie got her final dose of the vaccine, she was a healthy 12-year-old who got straight A's um, and had lots of friends. She had a life. She was energetic. She was not like this. Although she does still have lots of friends. Upon receiving the second shot, Maddie immediately felt pain at the injection site. And over the next 24 hours, she developed severe abdominal and chest pain. And the way she described the chest pain, and I quote, it feels like my heart is being ripped out through my neck. She had painful electrical shocks down her neck and spine that forced her to walk hunched over. She had extreme pain in her fingers and toes. It actually made them turn white, and they were cold whenever you touched them. She had edema. Um, So my husband immediately took her to the ER, as instructed by the vaccine trial nurse administrator, which is what we were instructed to do. Her blood was taken for a renal profile and tested. She was checked for appendicitis, which she did not have, and given an IV with some medicine and sent home. However, in the discharge papers from the Children's Hospital ER ER that she went to, the diagnosis stated adverse effect of vaccine initial encounter. See, now that convinced me. Steroid freak Chris Cuomo and that sexually frustrated political hack dweeb that he had on telling me to get it. They didn't convince me. But the mother who had three kids and one of them is in a wheelchair because of it. She convinced me. Susan Highland Park. Hi, Susan. Hi there, Sean. So I'm falling into the the scarlet letter bucket today. I'm unvaccinated for medical reasons. I have autoimmune, and I didn't think it was the best choice for me. How dare you have but your own opinion? How dare me, especially today. I went to a medical practitioner where I get all my vain Italian woman beauty treatments done at. Did you get all dialed up, I've kid? I've been doing that. I've been doing this throughout the pandemic, but I I was there on Friday and he saw me Friday and I was calling today to schedule some more work and lasering whatever my son spots off from teenage sitting in the sun. And um, (laughs) the woman at the office said, we cannot see you because you have not been vaccinated, even though we know you have a problem and a reason not to. (laughs) So they've been seeing me this whole time. And she said, the numbers are getting a little too high, and yet they're all vaccinated. I don't get it. What, I, is this a political statement? Yes. Medical community members all woke now, and this it, is their... It is the broader point of you don't get to be an individual in a communist philosophy. You don't get to be you. 
You have to be part. You have to put it in your arm for the benefit of Chicago mafia voting Democrats. Their life is more important than your choice. You almost have to admire it. Then she said, you could come back in a few weeks when the numbers go down again. I'm thinking, are you crazy? This is why. Listen, and I don't I'm not plugging my real estate company. I don't need to plug it. I'm going to tell you right now, Susan, I saw the writing on the wall. And this is why those states with governors that are fighting against this fascism. This is why they're having illegal aliens who are infected with covid imported into their states. They're being airdropped in there. This is why there is an assault on those states in the news. This is why there is pressure by not just Pippi Lystocking, Pisaki, but by the, the, the federal government itself to knuckle under states that would honor American principles of individuality. This is a very interesting time to be alive. We don't have to well, go. We don't have to go to be... foreign lands to fight communism. We have to fight it right here. Well, it's going to be the blue people next in their office and the red people next. And he's going to decide who he's going to pick and choose to be his next customer. This is crazy. You know what I love, though, about this? See, because I'm from these neighborhoods like the Cuomos. See, they they don't get the vaccine. They act like they got the vaccine, but they get the placebo because they got the clout to fix the test. I'm I'm firmly convinced of that. Firmly convinced of it. Thank you very much. Really think these idiots got the vaccine. They're just waiting for us. We're the lab rats. Stephen, Arlington Heights. Hi, Sean. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfect, brother. Awesome. I thought you made a great point in your opening uh, about collectivism. Basically, you know, give up some of your own freedom for the quote unquote common good. That's kind of how they lull you in to uh, com- communism, socialism, Marxism or what have you. And uh, just kind of my broader point, I'm sure. many. You know, you know, you know, I, I studied the World War II a lot because I had I had family members that luckily all of them came back, which is really shocking. I had four uncles going and i i really was fascinated with how in the world this could happen to a people how could they sell out to the nazis and when you really look at the history of hitler number one you know how he went after the jews he told he told the germans that they were too individualistic and that they were capitalists that's how he built up the hatred for the jewish people and that was that was let me tell you something. I, I, I had the blessing in my life of having a Jewish guy at the Mercantile Exchange give me my first book on capitalism and talk about Jesse Livermore. And he, he was lucky. Luckily for me, he mentored me. So I learned of World War Two and all of these things through the eyes of the people who were the target of the actual National Socialist Worker Party. The first ones, not the American ones now. But it's the same thing. It's about collectivism stealing your right to have your own opinion, your own philosophy of property. See, it's all for the state. All altruistic fascism is sold as the betterment of everybody. It's the same BS, brother. I'm glad you picked up on it and don't ever buy it, Stephen. You sound young. How old are you? 25. Brother, you made me proud, and you're the guy that's going to have to fight for it. I'm I'm double your age, so thank you very much. I appreciate it. Dave and Downers Grove. Yes, sir. I feel real sorry for that mother that you played. And and, and now they're going to do six-month-olds uh, testing. But what I called is for two things. Um, you know, when they test for vaccines before they bring it to market, they do thousands of people. But now we've had 150, 160 lab rats. And and it sounds like the FDA is he- uh, approval hesitant. Well, you've got no, you've got, well, you've got millions that are in the uh, are in the general public. Ron Johnson, I, I implore you to watch this. Ron Johnson, this is about an hour and fifty minutes where various people, you in your own life, I know, I'm, I know four people who've had an adverse reaction to the vaccine. Everybody does. If the vaccine worked, we wouldn't know anybody that had an adverse reaction. But what's the government's? What's their reaction to it? Squash that information and now mandate it. That's how you know they're fascistic pigs. Thanks, Dave, for the call. I appreciate it. i got to go to break. I went long. 312-642-5600. One thing I like about movies, at least in all the World War II movies, when they uh, show the fascist pig, the Nazis, and the communists and all the movies, they're, they're at least not repulsive looking. These modern fascists, these American Democrats, my word, are they gross. And, uh... Nobody exemplifies that more than the Cuomo brothers. I think these are two of my favorite examples, not just because they're open and notorious in their fascism, but they're extremely confident and ignorant to their 
the history of exactly what it actually does to a nation as the government becomes fascistic and the people become slaves. And they're so, so happy to sell that BS. The question becomes, as a policy perspective, is how long do you allow the majority of this country, Republicans, Democrats, Independents, South, North, the majority of every group and demographic we have have gotten vaccinated. How long do you allow them to be held hostage in states, let's say, like Florida, where, you know, you have the governor saying, yeah, I know it's breaking out. We're going the other way. Don't Fauci this. uh, My Florida, no mask mandates. I'll let the parents decide. I mean, where is that messaging going to get you? So I, I, you know, I think we need to be clear on messaging, and, and you've been very clear, Chris, is number one, get vaccinated. Vaccin- vaccines will protect you against hospitalizations and deaths. And if we could eliminate... He's wrong. He's absolutely unequivocally wrong. We had the moron from Evanston call. Where'd you get the effect? CNN actually had it on. CNN actually had it on. Now, granted, it had five seconds, but this is information for everyone to have until, they, until it's not anymore. In the meantime, they keep selling this this improper answer to a virus in order to distract you exactly from where it came from and how it got here. It was a frog kissed a cricket. Then they jumped on a fish and swam across. John in Elmhurst. Hello. Hi, John. Hey, um, I disagree. I, I respectfully disagree. I think this thing was designed the way it was to keep the deaths low, and that would cause division. I think if there was 25% deaths, we'd all unify and get together. But instead, I was, uh, we got this. I was meeting. I, was, I, had a, I had a morning breakfast appointment. I had on the morning show. And Dan Proft had a caller into the show, or I believe it was an interview. And the guy said, and it's true. Remember when Jane Fonda said this is the greatest gift to the American communists? I believe she uses the word liberal, which they're, they're anything but liberal. I'm the liberal. You know, and, and she said this was the greatest gift. And in hindsight, it absolutely and unequivocally was. It is the virus. Yep. It is the so-called pandemic that broke America's back. There's no question about it. We are we are less than half the country we were prior to this. We are more bankrupt. We are definitely cast into slavery as citizens. In fact, you're witnessing it day by day as the fascism is progressing faster than any forest fire that was created by global warming measures. Thank you very much, John. Is global, Thank you. Global warming. Yeah, that's a, that's their other weapon. That'll be coming next. Teresa on the north side. Hi, Sean. You know, I was just thinking. You know, if you ask Andrew and Chris Cuomo, they'll tell you when they were born, the angels sang. I mean, that's how crazy those two are. I but, love. You know, I, I, I got to tell you, ever- I didn't. I didn't get into the scandal. I'm going to do it after our guest. But I have to tell you to okay. listen to listen to this idiot and his excuse yeah. for what he's obviously yeah. done. It's priceless to me. Yeah. It, it, I'm having more oh, yeah. fun than with Weinstein. So you want to be a star, huh? Just take your clothes off and sit on the couch. I'll get to you later. I mean, you have to love it. And they kept it quiet for 30 years, just like they protected yep. Andrew Cuomo, just like they protected yep. Joe Biden, the hair sniffing freak yeah. that he is. Go ahead, though. I took you off your point. Yeah. And I don't see the Democrats doing anything to get Andrew Cuomo removed. I mean, he's one of them. No, no, no. You They're know, coming so out I- now. They, they poll tested it. They're all coming out now. Nancy Pelosi, who really was quite the party girl back in the 80s, she's disgusted with him now. And all of the scum that oh, have really? been around him and been at the parties, they're calling for his resignation. They're calling for him to step down. Yeah, it's, they're, they're turning oh. on him. It's fun to watch. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, well, let's, let's see him do it. Sure he will. Thank you very much. His answer, to, his answer to that is really quite simple. I do it with everyone, black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ. (laughs) I do it with all of them. It's beautiful, baby. I do it to all of them. 312-642. Oh, never mind. Don't call. I got a guest. But don't worry. We're going to get back to this after the guest. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. 
And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Pay for socialism and fascism that's thrust upon the citizens like a yoke of failure and tyranny are the young people. That's why when a guy calls the show and he says, I'm 25 years old and I like your show, it means more to uh, more is a different word. It's it's exciting. It's it gives me optimism that young people are aware of where socialism and communism and fascism and Marxism lead. So when I have the chance to interview Jacob Rich, who is a senior contributor for Young Voices, and as an analyst at Reason Foundation, I get excited about it. Now we're reaching to uh, we're reaching out to him, and we're going to talk about the future of American healthcare and the lies we've been told. For instance, I was doing a little research. Medicare has been riddled in scandal for literally decades. I have an article in the New York Post, November fourteenth. 2009, almost $50 billion in questionable Medicare payments, $47 billion has been wasted in fraud alone. The Associated Press shows a dramatic increase in improper payments in the $440 billion Medicare program. That was in 2009. Released June 17th, 2020, uh, Medicare doles out $50 $50 billion to firms accused of Medicare fraud, paying kickbacks to doctors for refer- referrals, surgical, um, unneeded surgical surgeries from hot heart monitors to kidney issues to di- dialysis, healthcare providers accused of bilking taxpayers out of billions in a $900 billion Medicare in the year 2020. So it's doubled, more than doubled. Scams have more than doubled. Yet what does the government want to do? They want to continue to double down on these policies and tell you how good it is for you. The critics call that socialism. The notion that we would help everybody, that we would collect money from all workers during their work experience and then take care of our parents and grandparents so that they can live longer, more independently. Socialism. And now that we are discussing, and we are at an early stage, changing that Medicare program to extend its benefits to include fundamental and basic things that have been sitting there for decades waiting to be addressed, eyeglasses, hearing aids, dental work. We know what a difference those things make in the lives of everyone but how critically important they are to those who are elderly. And yes, the junior senator from Vermont has proposed that we extend Medicare benefits to include those protections, but he's not alone. Moderates within the Democratic caucus across the board agree. It's time to take a serious look at that. And the Republican leader tells us we're flirting with socialism again. I don't think that a poor elderly person without dentures who can't eat their food can be ignored or helping them is socialism. Now, what's always fascinated me about this is that instead of incentivizing the actual provider, incentivizing him to be, if not necessarily even reimbursed, but to deduct it from his taxable income, Do you think that that would be better for seniors? In fact, they uh, now have implants. We have doctors that are making, doing very well selling implants. What if you told the doctor, in every case, by the way, but let's just use this as an example, because little Dick Durbin would like to make you focus on the specificity of issues so that you picture your little grandmother and her teeth falling out and you don't want to stroke the check to give her her teeth like you should if you had any kind of morals or dignity, but most people don't. You want government to pay for it. So what if you told the dentist who, said, who, who has a taxable income of a million dollars a year, 
Listen, for every uh, patient you take, we're going to deduct that dollar for dollar from your taxable income. What do you think would be better for seniors? And if you did the same thing for cancer doctors and kidney doctors, you know, the ones that have been stealing from Medicare in the tune of probably hundreds of billions, if not accumulated ever since this program of failure and corruption was implemented, maybe a trillion bucks they've been stealing from the American people. And only enriching a few. By the way, what do you think the penalty is? What do you think the penalty is for robbing Medicare? If, after all, in Chicago, the penalty for shooting somebody or carjacking somebody is, what, six years? They're probably doing a year and a day, and they'd probably recover none of the money. But they don't want to incentivize the doctors because that system would promote, it would actually promote health care that worked. But it doesn't. And that's why they come out and sell this, because only under this system, are the good-for-nothings like Dick Durbin, are the good-for-nothings like Joe Biden. Only under this system do they become gods among men. All right, so now let's bring on Jacob Rich, senior contributor for Young Voices and an analyst at Reason Foundation. Jacob, how are you, buddy? Doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. So you wrote an article that uh, uh, piqued my attention because I've been sold this utopian socialism, this utopian statism all my life. Yet it fails everywhere it's tried. The theft, waste, fraud, and abuse of our Medicare system, all in the name of some health care that's going to be great for everybody, is just tragic to me. But we've had some very specific agenda items. In fact, the prescription drug monitoring program was supposed to be the answer to a drug system, a drug scheme that turned how many Americans onto opioids? I still can't even fathom, maybe 30% of us. Did it work in the way it was sold to the American people? Absolutely not. So the idea was that the distribution of opioids for pain, which was going under-treated in the early 2000s, actually led to opioid addiction in the United States. But before they put these prescription drug monitoring programs together, they forgot to check their own data. They forgot (laughs) to look at the data that they collect on their own. Oops. Yes, a big oops. And when you look at those data, it shows that addiction rates in this country have been stable for about 20 years. So now you have this big tirade trying to reduce addiction when addiction rates were never going up in the first place. Now, death rates were going up, and they basically conflated the idea that an increase in deaths necessarily was the consequence of an increase in addiction. But that was not the case. What was happening is that we actually had a a, uh, stable number of drug addicts, a stable number of people who are addicted to drugs, basically using increasingly dangerous substances as China started to uh, um, uh, uh, export fentanyl into our streets. So that basically was the problem, the, the types of drugs that people were using. So the, the fentanyl, addiction rates were going up. the fentanyl yeah. was easier to get, it was cheaper, yeah. and it achieved yeah. a similar high to the Oxycontin and the other drugs that were created strictly to take the American people and turn them into drug addicts. Most certainly. And the most important thing about fentanyl is that it's very potent and it's very easy to conceal. So the weird thing is that as law enforcement and others were successful at removing heroin from our streets, drug traffickers turned to fentanyl. They turned to fentanyl because it was much easier to transport. And that's basically why it has replaced all of the opioids that are on the black market now. And as we've cut people off from opioids and people go through withdrawal or whatever reason that they want to consume opioids, they may turn to the black market. They're increasingly using drugs on the black market. And when fentanyl happens to be the most common drug, you're going to have overdoses going up. You even have cocaine overdoses going up. But if you check the data, almost 70 percent of cocaine-related overdoses are actually caused by fentanyl. It actually has nothing to do with the cocaine itself. And you have suicide rates that are through the roof. And I'd love to know a study that's done on how many people who commit suicide are actually former drug addicts. I've always felt that there was a link there. Just like I know there is a link. And, you know, regardless of your policy on on citizenship and on the border, there is it's it's unequivocal that this is a major problem from for smuggling through our very poorest border. Is that not fair to say? Uh, It most certainly is. I mean, it only takes one backpack full of a couple pounds of fentanyl to basically feed an entire state or at least an entire city full of drugs. So you could catch about 99 backpacks coming over the border. If one of them makes it through, I mean, you're basically done. But the majority of the drugs actually come through the mail. They actually come through the USPS because, uh, I mean, our, our 
our uh, x-ray machines and whatnot are definitely not capable of stopping fentanyl. If you buy like a $200 boom box and you put a little bit of fentanyl uh, behind a speaker, there's almost no way to detect that. So, I mean, it's basically coming in from all sorts of angles. And the supply side approach to reducing drug addiction really isn't working. You need to convince people to stop using drugs in the first place. You really can't stop drug use. No, I, Jacob, I, I share that same opinion. I have to tell you something. I share that same opinion. And I think, you know, that until the user, until, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that doesn't drink. I don't intoxicate myself. It's just the, it's just principle I have. I wasn't an alcoholic. I didn't have a problem with it. I just didn't like it. Um, but I had to come to that decision. So I'm all about freedom. Ironically, although I, I've been labeled a conservative, I've been labeled right wing. The reality is I'm the definition of a liberal because I believe in the ultimate freedom that the individual has over his own decisions. I'm starting to become in the super, super, super minority. Do you think that the future looks more like a European fascism implemented by technocrats who have a history of failure and corruption in the regards of the reality? We can't win these arguments with the reality we live in. I have become more and more pessimistic, I must tell you, Sean. It's, it's incredibly unfortunate. I mean, we were told that if we take the vaccine and get fully vaccinated, we would be moving closer to herd immunity. And, you know, I, I, I was going on. I was actually talking about how excellent West Virginia was at distributing their vaccine, which they most certainly were. And I was looking at all the stats and I saw how, what percentage of the United States had received at least one vaccine, which, according to the Pfizer data, got you about 85 to 90 percent effective just with the first dose alone. So then I'm looking at all this and I'm like, oh, wow, we're incredibly close to herd immunity. We're almost done with this. And now we have all these rep um, reports of people who are vaccinated catching covid and it's it's not rare it's it's actually probably the case that the delta variant is actually evolving to infect people that are vaccinated because the vaccines were never um because the vaccines were never sterilizing in the first place which so, would confirm I mean, the, the notion that it is actually created and weaponized if you're right if that's right which by the way i think you are right i i, I absolutely think you're right it would furthermore prove the fact that it appears this was a weaponized virus to release on the general public. I, I don't know if I could say it was weaponized. I mean, that that would be the assumption of bad intent. But what is clear is that it probably leaked from the lab in Wuhan. I mean, I, I think the evidence of it coming from the lab in Wuhan is unanimous now. Anyone who's saying that it didn't is just being dishonest, being dishonest or is naive. Now, Jacob, you're a young man. And boy, oh boy, if you were my son, which you probably could be, I'd be so proud of you. I really would be. But I'd also well, I'd you. also warn you. I would say, you know what happens with time, Jacob, is that you learn a valuable lesson that was only taught in select neighborhoods. This isn't baseball. You lie to me once. Shame on you. You lie to me twice. Shame on me. We are now getting information we are supposed to believe from people who have clearly lied to us. At what point, in your opinion, do young people such as yourself Say, I've had enough of this propaganda and information, and I am going to embrace the principles of what America used to be and stand up and reject the con they're being sold by these 80-year-old professional political whores we call politicians. Oh, well, I'm not going to use that type of language, but I it's mean, right. the, time to, the time to basically double-check and question everything that you see was actually back in March 2020. It was very obvious that this probably came from a lab, but we weren't even allowed to talk about it. They, I mean, the people who are supposed to be the biggest promoters of free speech completely eliminated our free speech to discuss this issue. And I don't know exactly why I'm not them. But a year later, it seems like they were wrong. And it happens over and over again. At first, masks don't work. And they basically straight up lied to us in order to save uh, masks for the healthcare workers. Maybe that's maybe that's a noble lie. I don't actually think those exist, but maybe in their head that was a noble lie. But just over and over again, there happens to be misinformation. The only thing that I wish I could tell young people and just people in general, it's just you need to be incredibly careful about what information you believe. But you need to believe something. There are, you know, that you do need to try to look at data and try to figure out things and think about when they make sense and when they don't make sense. But it's not consistent. Are the, it's always changing. Are the people at Young Voices, the young people that you're dealing with on a daily basis, are they frustrated and disgusted with censorship? Or do they think that in a certain sense it has to be done to promote 
a collective ideology. Are they disgusted by it or do they embrace it is the question. Well, I don't usually speak for um, all of Young Voices, which is an incredible organization. But in general, they are disgusted by any sort of censorship. And many of us, including myself, who have gone to post things. And I mean, recently I was on a major local news channel and we were having a discussion about mask mandates. And I went on and I said, hey, death rates aren't up. Maybe that's a reason to resist mask mandates. And then a very popular social media site decided to block that. You go, it's basically censored more than porn stars. You have to like <laughs> click things, change your settings, and then maybe you can see the video. And yeah. it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. We can't even have reasonable conversation about whether we should have masks or not, because potentially that's going to be dangerous and cost lives. But I, I have to say, if anyone who is really is really responsible for lives, it's the people who are in charge and probably the people who are setting these policies in the first place. Jacob, I love having you on because you, you actually give me optimism that there are people that are younger than, you know, that could be my kids that have this kind of vision. So I want to explain something to you before I let you go. I use the, I use the verbiage the way I do. And I call these politicians who like to be referred to as honorable for what they are, and that's dishonorable. They have no honor. you got to remember, when you talk to me, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. This is the capital of political mafia, and they run under that guise of they're helping the people, when the reality is what they've done in my lifetime and prior to my lifetime is destroy the quality of life in both these beautiful, once great cities like Chicago, states like Illinois, and they turn them into that European hellhole. So what I like to do is remind them that they're not fooling me. So when I call them political whores, it's not just because it's accurate. It's because it takes away their ability to cloak themselves in that honorable congressman, honorable senator, honorable state representative like Mike Madigan. I take that away from them. And that's the one thing they want us to give them is that that false honorable. They want us to respect the position. And I have disrespect for it. So I'm just telling you, I wasn't to offend you. It was to offend the the Marxist mafia gangsters that have ruined my beautiful city and my great state. So I hope you understand that. And I want to let you know, you you really, uh, I appreciate you coming on, Jacob, very much. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. We'll take your calls. 312-642-5600 after this. Everybody's talking about Cuomo. Are you shocked by this? Not shocked by this. I'm not shocked by any of the fascists. I understand how they operate. I understand how you get the job. It's like Weinstein, like Harvey Weinstein on steroids. That's how these little mafia hubs, these Marxist mafia cities and states and counties and municipality. What do you think goes on there? I mean, really, is it not obvious? Same thing with Madigan and the scandal of, of, of Rummer. Who was it? Was it his chief of staff? Got caught. Uh, he was he was uh, sending text messages to the girl who wanted a job. How many girls don't call? I mean, come on, it's so obvious what's going on. Benisa, Chicago. I hope I said your name right. Hello, Vanessa. Oh, is it Vanessa? Hello. Yes. How are you, Vanessa? I'm sorry. That's all right. I I want to say I really enjoy your show. I'm thrilled to be on. Thank you. I. I'm sure I'm what, listening like many other people from Western uh, in Eastern Europe listening. And I can only say if instead of racial theory in schools, you will teach Russian history in 150 years. Do you know you'll why I'm be having much more enlightened young population because they would know what's coming. I learned long ago. It ain't pretty. I learned long ago from a dear friend of mine who I was lucky enough to. He's one of my best friends. He was uh, his family was formerly uh, Cuban, and uh, I saw how his appreciation for America and Americanism, how he really understood it, because he had come from a communist country. Very similar to the Soviet Union, in fact, an ally of the Soviet Union. And it seems to me those are the people that have an appreciation for what America used to stand for and the principles of it. But when you hear these stories and you're reminded, was it very similar among the commissar in Russia? Did they not abuse women um, sexually to get ahead and get what they want? After all, they were deemed untouchable when they were part of that communist commissar, weren't they? Well, of course, who's got the power, got everything. So when correct? you see these Whatever stories, it is 
czar, whatever it is, there is no morals and it's only power. That's who they said, the corrupt, absolute power corrupt absolutely. So when you see these stories of Cuomo, of Mike Madigan, these scandals, they're really not scandals. They're just the ones that get caught. I mean, this is kind of the modus operandi, is it not? Correct. And also, they're going to be all eaten by their own selves. So the one who is a hunter will be a hunt right. tomorrow because it's like perpetual mobile. You always have to look for the animal to keep the struggle going. It's going to be fun to watch the Americans adapt to the philosophy. Everybody's equal, just some are more equal. V- Vanessa, I want to thank you so much for calling and for listening. I appreciate it. So when we heard the scandal, of course, I believe it was referred to as schadenfreude, right? Everybody has it. I couldn't stand this freak, the fruit of Mussolini's loins, Andrew Cuomo. The independent investigation has concluded that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so violated federal and state law. Specifically, the investigation found that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed current and former New York State employees by engaging in unwelcome and non-consensual touching and making numerous offensive comments of a suggestive and sexual nature that created a hostile work environment for women. The investigators independently corroborated and substantiated these facts through interviews and evidence, including contemporaneous notes and communications. This evidence will be made available to the public along with the report. You know, as I was interviewing Blago yesterday, I was thinking about all the tapes I heard about how the Democrat Party in particular, these mobster Democrats, how they speak to each other, how they think of the body politic, how they carve up and leverage for campaign contributions, for payments, for for uh, build outs, for buildings that have existed, how they shake down multinational uh, uh, companies. And you think about Blago's defense of, hey, I, I didn't do anything. The rest of the people on the tapes weren't doing. He's right to a certain extent. He's right. He just was in that position of power. And you think of what Andrew Cuomo has gotten away with and his father, the original fruit of Mussolini's loins, fascist pig that he was, what he got away with, what he's done to that once great city, how he's destroyed it. And the idea of what's going to take him down is something that his father has probably gotten away with his entire career. It does explain his excuse. It does explain why he blames a culture versus reality of what he did. I do kiss people on the forehead. I do kiss people on the cheek. I do kiss people on the hand. I do embrace people. I do hug people, men and women. I do on occasion say, ciao Bella. So he's blaming it on his ethnicity. He's blaming it on the culture of the Italian people, which is true. To an extent, but we only do that to friends and family. I don't do that to strangers. I absolutely don't. I come from a people that my grandfather, I kissed him. God, I, I, I remember every time I kissed him until the day he died, and then I kissed him twice. But I didn't do this, and I don't do this to women. Unless they ask me to really nice, and then it's a special circumstance. Never would do that to Misty Callahan. I'm married. But th- this, is, this is to blame this on a culture of affection among family. And to pretend it's normal is beyond despicable. And I love the excuse because it shows what an absolute rat, lion, scum this guy is. I do it with everyone. Black and white, young and old. And so is your president, you creepy sons of dogs, you rotten Democrats. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know, I'm Italian, too, and uh, there are limitations, but he might as well use the insanity plea and just say, I'm crazy about this stuff. You know, I mean, he's just he's not going anywhere. He's just going to get in the list of other politicians that have been caught red handed. I I tend to agree with you. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. And, you know, his whole thing of I don't care what you think. I'm not going anywhere. It's just it's just great. It's just great. And and why should he, when the Democrat Party elected this 
this pervert, this this creep of all creeps. Joe Biden for 50 years. You want to talk about a creep from kissing the wives of nominees, sniffing the hair of kids. I mean, what a despicable. And their their whole excuse for it is uh, he's got dementia. Right up until he's the president. Oh, that's just Joe being Joe. What a scourge group of people these rotten Democrats are. They don't only destroy the value of your home, they creep you out. Thanks, Ben, for the call. Well, let's listen to more of the excuses from this creepy son of a gun. The question becomes as a policy. Oh, no, wait, Ron Cuomo. I've been making the same gesture in public all my life. I actually learned it from my mother. And from my father. (laughs) It is meant to convey warmth, nothing more. Indeed, there are hundreds, if not thousands of photos of me using the exact same gesture. He's accused of groping the the you know, what what is the proper terminology? The breast area of women. This is what he's accused of. Numerous women. He does it to everybody. His mother and father did it, too. You gotta love it. If you are interested, please take the time to read the facts and decide for yourself. First, I want you to know. If only he said that about the vaccine. If only he said that about so many of the fascistic failures that have destroyed New York. I almost love watching them get caught because they can't help but demand for the idea of their own innocence and their own independence and demand that you interpret facts, the same ones they insist you ignore when it comes to their policies and their fascism. The duality of it I'm enjoying greatly, and I'm wondering, are you? We'll go on with more fascistic atrocities when I get back from these messages. 312-642-5600. See the fascistic American Democrats flex their muscle. It is fun to take time off and do a segment on this scumbag. They toot they scumbag like Andrew Cuomo. It's fun to make fun of his steroid using brother and God knows what else he puts in his body. Demand we put the vaccine in our body. But the reality is we are to a certain extent losing this debate. I have numerous friends who have contacted me via email and text message, come in the cigar store, all of it. And they say we're going to, you know, these are union members who are being forced to put this vaccine in their body. And they're like, what are we going to do? We're going to lose our job. It's awful, awful upsetting when you hear the Labor Department say to people that if you lose your job because you refuse to put the vaccine in your body, you will not be eligible for unemployment benefits, which you have been paying into and the company you work for has been paying into. So it leads you to believe what is the recourse. So I'm going to tell you what I think it is. I am not an attorney, although I play one on the radio, but I'm not an attorney. And I I, I don't like the idea that so many attorneys have given into the idea that law should be used as a weapon versus a shield. The original intention of American law is that it would always be used as a shield to protect your unalienable rights, your right to your life, liberty and your your property, yourself. So the idea that your company that you've worked for, your union that you are a member of, that you've been paying for these dues and for unemployment insurance would be somehow capable of taking this away from you because you said, I've looked at the data for myself. I've decided I don't want it in my body, which is your right as an as an American, as a human being. It should be your right no matter where you live. But in particular, it should be your right here in America. What I'd like to suggest to you is contacting your friends and your coworkers. To get an attorney, one, not one, not a Democrat scumbag Chicago attorney, one that understands that law is to be your shield. It is time to start suing these companies and these unions. It's time to do it together, and it's time to stand up for yourself and for American principles. You do not have to take this. You do not have to take this. There are states in this country putting up a fight. Yes, they are under attack. Yes, they are having COVID-infected aliens dropped off by the American government. But they are still holding fast. I'm proud to not only be a property owner in Florida, but to be a Floridian. 
Uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida is taking a very different approach than New York is. Uh, Florida just hit another record today, COVID cases, and yet he's pushing back on local uh, municipalities that are trying to impose new mask mandates and and other means of of keeping people protected. Does the White House have any reaction to Governor DeSantis, and particularly to his point that this is just seasonal in Florida because people uh, are hot, so they're staying indoors and transmitting the well, the data just doesn't back that up. Um, I would say first, Florida is not the only state. Um, seven states have both a statewide ban on mask mandates and a prohibition on school districts from requiring masks in schools. Uh, and some states have even banned businesses and universities from requiring workers and students to be vaccinated. In fact, the most extreme of these measures is in Texas, uh, where uh, you can be fined. Uh, a professor or teacher can be fined if they ask a student if they are vaccinated or if they ask uh, unvaccinated students uh, to wear masks. Uh, and I think the fundamental question we have is, uh, what are we doing here? Uh, and the president, you'll hear the president talk a little bit about this later this afternoon. Uh, his message is going to be, uh, we're all in this fight together, uh, whether it's Democratic or Republican governor. And I will note, most Republican governors are doing exactly the right thing uh, and, and doing and advocating for and taking steps to advocate for more people to get vaccinated. But if you aren't going to help, if you aren't going to abide by public health guidance, then get out of the way and let people do the right thing to lead in their communities. Whether So here's a governor who is sworn to represent and uphold Americanism in the state of Florida, who says, look, I'm the governor of this state and these Democrat run unions, these teacher unions, these also Democrat corrupted counties like Miami, Dade, Broward, Leon, among a couple others. There's but a handful of Democrat counties, all riddled in scandal and corruption. Go figure. All willing to implement the fascism of masking children and forcing vaccinations. He says, if you do this in my state, You will be sued by the citizens you try to intimidate and coerce. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be refreshing? I mean, here we are. We've got Pritzker, the beanbag with a pumpkin on it, who's more than happy to tell you about health. This poor son of a gun needs an assistant to bathe, yet he's going to tell you about health. At the same time, he sends his wife and children to Florida. The irony is beyond rich. So here you have a threat by a representative of the president of America, allegedly. I call him the usurper in chief, and I have withdrawn my consent to be governed by this scallywag. So here he, she is threatening the state, threatening the governor and threatening the citizens in the name of fascism. And I'm hoping to God there are people out there who say not only have I recognized I don't have freedom and liberty here in Illinois, but I sure am going to go to a state like Florida that supports it and wants to put up at least a fight for it. Uh, Jeff in Rockford. Hey, Sean. How are you, Jeff? So I was listening to a program a week or so ago, and somebody was talking about that they were going to go donate blood, and they wouldn't let them donate blood because they hadn't been vaccinated. Um, Thank I've, you. I've since told my wife, if something should happen to me where I'm incapacitated, I don't want any blood from anybody that's been vaccinated. So what are they going to do with that blood? Boy, I'd like to start a business. Right away, the capitalist in me wants to start a business unvaccinated blood for people who don't want the vaccine. I'm guessing you could make some money in that. I just don't know. I don't want any part of it. You know, and if I'm incapacitated, they're going to just shove that blood into me. And then I've taken the chance. And I don't want it. I'll tell you what, why why stop at the vaccine? I don't want any Marxist blood in me. I don't want a Marxist doctor operating on me. I don't want a Marxist lawyer representing me. I don't like, it's bad enough I'm in Illinois. I used to have Marxist politicians representing me. I like this. I say it's time we separate everything. No Marxist for me. Let them all feast among their own failure. I'll be back in 22 hours. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.